0: Welcome to Educate to Elevate, the home educator's hub, the podcast dedicated to helping you unlock the full potential of home education. Welcome, everyone, to Educate to Elevate. We're glad to be back today, and we're happy that this is the last segment of the four pillars of learning. And today we're going to be concentrating on discipline. And just like with teaching and instruction, sometimes people use the same words uh, to refer to to the same thing when it comes to correction and discipline. And so today we want to talk about the difference between the two. Last week, we talked about uh, what correction was and mostly the reaction to error. Uh, as we learn how to determine whether we've made a mistake, what the environment is around those mistakes, and the importance of uh, constructive feedback around correction. And today, we're going to concentrate on discipline, which is a completely different thing. Discipline requires some correction, right, so that we can uh, learn Uh, those skills that we're trying to teach our children. But discipline is more oriented towards character building and learning how to regulate emotions. And, of course, regulation of emotions has to do with character because it has to do with emotional intelligence As I was preparing for the podcast today, I read a definition of emotional intelligence that I wanted to share with our community, Carmen, because I thought it was completely spot on when it comes to this uh, theme of what is discipline and what is the goal of discipline. And emotional intelligence has to do with a person knowing how to choose the right emotion at the right time in the right intensity. And I thought that was really good Uh, because one of the things that we talked about when we first started talking about the learning pyramid and about what these four pillars of learning and teaching were, we said that for a really long time, the whole time right before World War II. Discipline had been about uh, creating change in an environment of fear, uh, overcorrection, and shame. And so right after World War II, there was a shift as we started learning how to better respond and how to get a better feeling or response from our children. But because we were coming out of an era of huge conflict, right, and uh, starting the baby boomer age, all of these men were coming back from huge wars, not only World War II, but, but also the Vietnam conflicts and the Korean conflicts. And it had just been a time of intense war uh, and intense trauma and shifts in many areas of life, right? Women got into the workforce and there was a shift in the power within the household and who was doing the disciplining and correcting. And all of these changes were uh, influential on a mindset change as well on what we wanted for our children, right? And so it It started developing right after uh, the end of the 20th century and walking and stepping into the 21st century. There was this shift on parents desiring their children to be happy. So if you talk to parents and even today, you know, 25 years into this, uh, this huge shift, Uh, you ask a parent, you know, what is it that you desire for your child? 99% of parents would tell you, we just want our children to be happy, right? Well, that sounds cool. It sounds like a positive thing, but in reality, it's not. Because happiness, this emotion of happiness um, is actually tied to a chemical reaction in our body which is the production of dopamine and dopamine is it has the characteristic of being addictive and so if you know anything about addiction you know that your next hit has to be different and higher and better to make you feel that emotion of happiness and so the pursuit of happiness is actually the pursuit of something that is completely unreal because that's not the way the work the world works. And also teaching your child that there are good emotions and bad emotions gives a very bad rap to negative emotions that are super important for resilience, self-regulation, and other very important skills. And so as parents, we get, you know, worked up and get sucked into these really cool, you know, things that seem really positive um, and trendy, which is the pursuit of happiness, when in reality, we need the pursuit of character building, emotional intelligence, resilience, and all of these other characteristics that are really going to produce success for our children. So looking for or spending a lot of energy pursuing our children's happiness takes us to a place as parents of, I'm going to say, overprotection so that we can reach something that is not real, right? So we want to protect our children from pain. We want to protect our children from feeling sad or going through miserable situations or overprotecting them from normal traumatic experiences in life that have to do with the world, the real world that we live in. And so instead of teaching our children that every emotion is valid and true and important, uh, we overemphasize on the positive emotions. And we give them a higher scale of importance in our children's lives when in reality, every single emotion is valid and necessary. And so when it comes to discipline, Carmen, I, I want to put an emphasis on the fact that when we use this pillar that is so important in the development of our children into um, adults that are productive and contributing members of society, We can't just focus on this pursuit of happiness that distorts the reality of what we want to build in our children, because parenting is about keeping one foot in the present and one foot in the future. So we're not going to parent forever. We have a window of opportunity to develop a healthy adult, and once once the, because the adult phase is going to get here whether we want it or not. They are going to become adults one day. And our responsibility over their development, physical, emotional, and, and moral, and all of the developments that have to take place during the childhood years will come to an end. And the time for a child to take responsibility over their own life and become an adult will show up at your doorstep one day, and you're just going to have to let go. And that's hard for parents sometimes to deal with that reality. But it is what it is. The time will come. And you're responsible for everything that happens before, you know, that 18th birthday, if you want to, you know, put an age to it. Um, and they're going to have to take responsibility. But if they don't have the skills to take responsibility, if they don't have the skills to be able to identify who they are and Everything that fits into their own personal boundaries, then that's it's going to be really, really hard for them to be productive, healthy adults. And so, providing the opportunity to discipline with the purpose of building character, with the purpose of building resilience with the purpose of building emotional intelligence in our children is key to educating them in every aspect of their lives and so this is what discipline is for us here at edu- uh, at home educator institute it has to do with creating the necessary Environment and creating the necessary boundaries and priorities to be able to reach this ultimate goal of being a you know productive, responsible member of society and being able to produce fruit and to be able to use your abilities and you know giftings giftings and everything else that makes you who you are to actually produce joy and not happiness in your life because joy is different joy is a feeling of satisfaction no matter what your circumstances are and that's that doesn't mean that your circumstances are going to be different that that sometimes your circumstances are going to be difficult and the reality is that our children live through difficulties all the time. And we just need to teach them how to deal with those difficulties appropriately. So what do you think about that, Carmen?
1: Well, when I think about discipline, I, I do think about self-discipline. And that's what you're saying really is the goal, because to be a productive, you know, um, successful um, contributing adult, uh, and a strong parent, that requires a lot of self-discipline. And that kind of self-discipline has to be learned in small, incremental, age-appropriate steps over time. And I know in our last episode about self, um, about correction that i talked about routines and procedures and that's a big part of teaching discipline as well and there are several studies that show that a good predictor of a strong healthy level of responsibility and productivity in an adult is when they started doing chores as a child and the younger the better And it's tricky and difficult sometimes to uh, engage your very young toddler in age appropriate chores because it takes a lot of patience on part, on the part of the adult and a lot of savvy as to how can I sort of arrange things to make some of these chores accessible for my child so that they can participate in meaningful ways In chores having to do with our family. And Uh, I think too, what's so important to realize about chores is that the child early on feels a sense of agency and value because they are contributing to the community of their family or even the classroom. I know when I the more I started letting go of certain routines and procedures after training my little first graders, but the more ownership they could take of classroom jobs and work, the more uh, empowered they felt that they could learn and do hard things. I saw also um, a little teaching lesson about A teacher who had every student write their name on a little piece of paper and put it inside of a balloon. And then they blew up the balloon and tied it shut. And she just threw them all out in the hallway and said, Go find your balloon with your name in it. And she set a timer, and nobody ended up finding their own name. Then she said, Let's try this again. You just go pick up a balloon, see what name is in there, and then go take it to that person. And, you know, within the time, everybody had their own balloon. And she said, these balloons are like happiness. If you're constantly just trying to find your own happiness, you're never going to find it. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be, you know, I'm just keep looking and looking and looking, like you said, looking for that increase in dopamine. But if you keep in mind your community and everybody's well-being, everybody ends up with their little balloons of happiness from time to time and and I think that's such a really important lesson to learn in our present day culture of self and it gets disguised and and we kind of get confused because even you and I Rita have spent so much time talking on how talking about how important it is to really engage in self-care but what does self-care really mean and why are we doing it? So these are really important, just daily ways of being to live with our children.
0: Yes, I love that you use the word contribution, because I think that that makes all the difference. We used to uh, use the words like you need to help around the house um and help mommy and that uh, you know that gives a message that mommy's the one's responsible for everything and you're just helping you know even the husbands you know like help with the children or can you help with the you know help change the diaper well that puts all of the responsibility on mom And not on really communicating that you're not helping me, you're contributing to this household and that builds character, right? Because if you're just helping, then you feel entitled. Like, well, you know, I'm helping you, (laughs) you know, Um, and it, it creates these attitudes around the work that you have to do the responsibility that you have because you are a member of this family so the family is the first society with, where children learn how to contribute and show who they are and be free to develop etc cetera, etc cetera. so the the family unit is that first space in in what later on we want them to do in the broader society. So, the, the family unit is where they're going to learn um, that they are contributing members to this family's society, right? And that they have a responsibility around being a member of the family and living within the boundaries of this household. And that's where parents need to lose the fear of establishing the boundaries around teaching your child that they are a contributing member of this society. And that requires them to be responsible for certain things, chores and emotional regulation right? And so it's very important. And I love that we can go back to our book of ancient wisdom and read. It says like this, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And righteousness seems like a big word, but it really just means right living. That's what it means. So this discipline, this creating the boundaries and the responsibilities and in the development of our children's character is not always going to feel happy. It's not always going to produce a happy emotion. In fact, because we're human beings, the first emotion that it will create is resistance Because we love living independently and doing whatever we want, whenever we want. That is the true state of happiness, you know, which is pretend happiness, right? It's pretend happiness because it really doesn't produce that because we're also created to live in community, created to live in in harmony. And these are things that we have to take into consideration, Because the eternal pursuit of happiness is very selfish, like you were saying, right? So, changing the language around establishing the boundaries is so important. So, another thing that we're eternally in pursuit of is self esteem. And I really like to teach parents that it's best to focus on self concept or self-knowledge that will develop self-esteem, but it's a, a different matter when it's about learning everything about yourself and not just what makes you happy. What makes me angry? What makes me frustrated? What makes I need to learn all of these things about myself. So it's a broader concept of understanding who i am and that takes these interactions intentional interactions and interventions from the parent or from the caregiver from the teacher because as we want to teach our our children self-regulation and emotional intelligence. And we were saying emotional intelligence is about choosing the right emotion at the right time and the right intensity. And every single emotion is important. So if the discipline, you know, seems uncomfortable for the moment, it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to not want to do your bed. It's okay to not want to, you know, Um, help with the dishes. It's okay if I don't feel that I need to ask for forgiveness right at this moment because I hurt somebody. It's okay. So every emotion is valid, but in the cycle of discipline and character building, we have to help our children understand that not every behavior or reaction is valid. So one of my sons uh, used to hate losing. He used to hate losing. He just did not have a good attitude around losing. And so his reaction was to throw the game or get angry and uh, kick his sister under the table because she won instead of him or throwing the dice <laughs> to the wall And so we had to work very, very intentionally with him on it's okay to be frustrated and angry, but it's not okay to kick your sister's Legos, Mm -hmm. right? Or it's not okay to throw the dice against the wall, or it's not okay to kick your sister under the table. So when we are working on creating uh, the right intensity right and the right and the right reaction to the emotion that's where these key discipline moments take place so it's not only about hey you're not allowed to kick your sister under the table that's correction but that's not discipline because it's not teaching him what he sh- what he should do instead of right and so um Our son had to spend a lot of time thinking about what would be a different way that you could react to your anger. And sometimes it hurt. It hurt quite a bit because when he was a teenager, his thing was slamming his door. And so he had his own space. And that was a big privilege to have your own space in our house. You know, we had a lot of kids. And so there weren't a lot of rooms available for everybody. And so um, when he slammed his door, it was about, I know you're angry, but you're not going to slam your door. That's not the correct reaction. And so the door spent a lot of time in the garage um, as he was growing up. And many times, as soon as the door went back to where it was supposed to live in the doorframe of his bedroom, uh, it didn't last 24 hours. And they had to go back to the garage. And what I want to share with this is that, of course, he wasn't happy with not having a door. And, you know, the girls weren't that happy either because he was a boy and he didn't care while he was walking around in his no underwear kind of thing. Um, And the girls were like, Mom, why do we have to see our brother? (laughs) He didn't care. Uh, And so everybody in the family, one way or another, was affected by this situation. And that's what society is. It's learning that your behaviors are going to affect other people. And the balance of, of the environment that you're helping to create in your home, and later on in your office or in your school room or wherever it is that you are doing life, your reactions to your emotions and the intensity around those reactions are going to affect other people, not just you. And so it's about this give and take. We're building you. You're You know, you're building yourself, but at the same time, you're doing it with that in mind that eventually you're going to have to contribute to this, to this house, to this classroom, to this office, to this, you know, football game or whatever it is, wherever you are. Um, And so that's what discipline is about. But it's about you as a parent identifying, getting to know your child so that you can identify where are the frustration points. But teaching our children how to deal with the realities of frustration and disappointment is key to personal development.
1: Wow. Man, this is a lot of hard work, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is a lot of hard work. <laughs> and it just again reinforces just the very foundational values that we have here at Home Educator Network, a value for community, because I have learned so much from my fellow teachers about different ways to approach uh Discipline situations that are positive, that create positive, joyful opportunities for contribution sort of in advance of what disciplinary uh, tactic, because a lot of ways you can teach the same lesson about discipline in a way that is much more appetizing for the child by sort of making a road through an opportunity for agency and positive contribution. Yes. So, but that is really tricky. And it's hard to even be creative about those solutions when that child is has just learned how to push your buttons. You know, Mm -hmm. so I'm thinking about the importance of community. We need that support because this is really hard work and it requires a lot of self-discipline on our part. And it also takes me back to really the importance of resolving all of your baggage because all of all of those all of that baggage we brought forward from our own experiences as children. And I think this is what the whole, this whole generation of parents, I just want my child to be happy. Well, we were products of parents who were really harsh, critical and engaged in a lot of overcorrection and discipline. That was really, uh, for some, sadly, you know, just bullying. Mm. So, Finding that balance is very tricky when you are in a situation where you are realizing, wow, I'm going to be a cycle breaker. You need your community with you. You need to do enough self-reflection and engage in enough self-care around your emotional health and your mental health to know, when am I going to need the support of a coach, a therapist, because this is really hard work. Taking a door off its hinges less than 24 hours of reinstalling it and just calmly removing the door and putting it in the garage. Yep. Without saying a word. Because I can tell you on the inside, I would be like, really? It hasn't even <laughs> been 18 course. hours. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. That's my, that was my inner dialogue. It's mm-hmm. a lot of hard work to keep that inside and take a deep breath and re-anchor yourself in the fact that this is a season and what I am doing is really hard work but this person that i love is worth it yes and my investment my hard work that i'm putting into them now which many times they are not grateful for in the moment
0: is so most cruel. of the time
1: most most of the time what well, you know i mean every age has its joys and challenges you know yes <laughs> but it's so crucial to their sense of well-being and productivity and productivity and well-being are form this infinity loop you know we were de- the brain is designed to connect productively to con- learn to engage in work the brain loves all of that so when, when we're an adult and we are not engaging in those things or something happens and interrupts that for us, our mental health suffers. Yes. Uh, but wow, does it ever ha- help to have a a thea, an auntie, a grandmother, a sister, a close friend to just come alongside you and say, I know this is really hard, but you're doing a great job or you just can go and share a story and they have a great strategy or idea you can try and it works. Yes. That's just a game changer.
0: Oh, absolutely. And Carmen, it's so important to surround yourself with people that are in the journey with you and that have those same values and those same desires and have those same goals. This is important because if you're surrounded by people that are critical all the time about your discipline and goals around building character in your children, that's going to make it even harder. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember one time, when my son was just going through a very, very, very difficult um, season of pride, and just it—it it was just a hard, a hard time. And my husband and I sat down and were like, "Okay, what is going on?" And my husband said, I feel that I need to be a lot more active in interacting with our son and having more man-to-man type things and discipline. It's tricky when it's about not being humble. I mean, he had told one of his teachers because he was a student in my school, and so He told his teacher, my parents own this school, and so I can do whatever I want, and you have to do whatever I want, and this kind of attitude, right? Of course, the teacher was a very good friend, and she immediately came to us and said, hey, you know, and she was even laughing about it, but we weren't laughing. This was a 10-year-old boy. And so my husband and I sat down, and he finally said, "I, I have to take a little bit more control over this process with our son. And I just want to know if you're on board because there's going to be some discipline around this. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because we can't allow him to continue building on this attitude. And so when my husband told me what the idea was, my mommy heart was like, ah, that's not going to make him happy and whatever. And, and at the end of the day, he said, Rita. I just need you to, if you can't participate in this, if you can't be on board 100%, can you just agree to not disagree with me in front of our son? I just need you to be on board until you can. And if you can, then can you just walk away and let me do what I feel I need to do? And so we came into agreement on that point. And let me tell you, there were times where I'm just like, okay, I'm going to be in my room while this this disciplining is taking place uh, because we ended up changing him schools. And my husband just felt, you know, this is, this is the way it has to be because he needs to be in an environment where he doesn't have as much power. Right. And so, That was really hard for me. I wanted him to be in my school. And I was doing all of this for my own children. And so we sent him to public school that year. And it was hard. But because my husband and I were in agreement that there were bigger, more important things around this time of discipline in our son's life, we, we can see the fruit of that in our son today, you know, he's a 33-year-old dad of three now, and we can see the effects, the positive, peaceful fruit of righteousness in his life today. Let me tell you, it was not easy for me because he was my little boy, and I wanted to protect him, and I didn't want him to suffer, and and I wanted him to be close to me, and I had to let go. But so, one thing was the agreement that my husband and I could come together around but the other thing was being around other mothers that were going through similar situations that that had the same goals that I had and I could find that support right and and sometimes even consolation and comfort and that I needed as a mom to see my son wear a different uniform and go to a different school all of his fourth grade right and and it was hard but it was absolutely necessary for that time in my son's life and so i totally understand when you say you need to be in community but you need to choose the right community you really do need to choose the right community because you don't need anybody telling you Uh, You know, I didn't need anybody at that time telling me, oh, your husband doesn't know what he's doing and he's just being mean and and feeding into my, you know, my little puppy heart. At that moment, I needed somebody, people in my life, my mother, my grandmother, you, you know, people in my life that were like, hang in there, man, hang in there. It's hard, but this is going to be good at the end because the lesson learned is going to transcend Into adulthood, and it's going to make a difference. You know, I needed to hear those types of words, and so it's really important that you choose your community well. And we hope here at Home Educator Institute to be that kind of community to you. If these values resounds in your heart, it's something you've been thinking about. You know, join us, join us in the conversation, and um, feel that you know, you're in a safe space to say, this is hurting. This is not easy. I want to go to the bathroom and cry because this is not what I wanted or even what I imagined my son's fourth grade was going to look like, right? Um, And then it's okay to sometimes cry and not feel happy yourself about what's going on. But this is so necessary to engage intentionally in disciplining our children.
1: Yep, I've been <laughs> I've been in the bathroom many times, crying my little heart out, and and yep. it is hard. But I said to one of my sons today, "We can do hard things together." Yes. And that is a lot different than just telling yourself, I can do hard things, or telling someone else, you can do hard things. It just makes all the difference to know we can do hard things together.
0: Yes. And staying the course is doing hard things together. Mm-hmm. Because it, it is about that flow that you were talking about. But that flow also requires safety. Mm -hmm. A sense of safety in our children and boundaries create safety for our kids. And if we are constant, if we are intentional, they can see that. And they know that it's not easy, but they can see that. And that creates an environment for very healthy development in our children.
1: Yeah. Well, it sounds like perhaps we should start uh, thinking about and preparing for some episodes around boundaries and the difference between boundaries, rules, and
0: conditions, and
1: all the other things that we mix up and use interchangeably.
0: Yes, let's do that. I love talking about boundaries because it really is, um, I think the, the structure, mm-hmm. the, the, that brings protection yes, to who we are and who our children are as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's do that. Let's That'll do be it. Exciting. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. Follow us in all of our social media outlets, especially join our Facebook group and start sharing with other people what you're learning here so that we can make this a better community. And we are grateful that you were here to listen. See you next time. Thanks for joining the
1: conversation. Please comment, like, and share if you're as passionate as us when it comes to elevating and educating children and youth. Want to reach us? Connect on social at Home Educator Institute.